When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Who Will Be King? The fans first sports network NFC North Roundup show. Join Pay, host of the Bear Claw podcast. June and Foster, hosting Bleachers to Speakers. And me, Dave, from Vikings First and Skull, as we dive into the latest news and updates from our NFC North teams. We'll be reviewing Week 18 action, whether we want to or not. Discuss coaching and general manager changes, or what should be coach changes. Share the NFL news and rumors, and preview the upcoming wild card weekend matchups with a focus on the Packers versus the Cowboys and the Rams versus the Lions. As we used to say, let the playoffs begin. Let the battles begin. And the group is all here. From the listeners left and the viewers left, we have Pay from the Windy City and home of the Deep Pan Pizza. How you doing, Pay? And as usual, Pay's audio goes on to Fritz. Um, we'll get back to Pay. In the middle, left and right, we have June and Foster from Bleachers to Speakers, home of the Detroit pizza, known for its thick crust. How are you two fine gentlemen? Go blue. I'm great. Okay. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Ready. I'm playoff ready. Well, that's outstanding. And as many of you already know, I'm Dave from Vikings First and Skull, representing the Minnesota Vikings, and we are not famous for any pizza whatsoever. It is, uh, if anything, you might call it a walleye fish fry steak. But other than that, it's I know, it's good eating. Uh, other than that, we're here to discuss real briefly what happened last weekend. Uh, Pay and I are sort of frowning on that. 
We'll open it up with Pay speaking of frowning. What happened last weekend? All of our worst um, dreams came to true. Again, the Bears could never beat that team from Green Bay. That team from Wisconsin owns us, sad to say. Five consecutive years, they have never lost to the Bears in five straight years. It is starting to become a one of those things you can count or you set your watch to it. <laughs> Death taxes and the Bears lose to the Packers at this point. Ah, that's wrong. And unfortunately... Unfortunately, we could not help out our brothers in Detroit. We kind of did want to give them a uh, a different playoff uh, atmosphere, but, you know, bear down in the uh, worst possible way. <laughs> well, I will lead into that. As everybody knows, the Vikings played Detroit in Detroit, and it was an abject failure. I told you Nick Mullins would be amusing to watch, and he was. He was throwing the ball all over the place, and it was working all the way up until the fourth quarter when he started throwing it to the people in the blue uniforms. And that didn't work so well, or I should say the gray uniforms that they were wearing last weekend. And the Minnesota Vikings went fell to the Lions. 30-20 to 20 was the final score, m- making the Vikings drop out of the playoff picture any hopes what whatsoever they dropped and helped it went towards solidifying their draft position it moved after the four o'clock games but it is what it is now getting to the nfc north champions the ones that whooped up on us last week june what was your opinion of last sunday's game um, it's kind of like when you watch the Lions, it's like, okay, let's see what's going on here. It's uh, never in the bag. Uh, I, I was uh, worried about Justin Jefferson, and he gave me plenty of things to worry about. He uh, has an amazing talent over there. And, uh, I don't know. We just you you just kind of watch the game and you hope for the best. But the Lions always are the the team that's if you're a fan, you're going to be on blood pressure medicine at some point. Uh, mm-hmm. and vouch for that. Like it's like you get a lead and you let them back in. You get a lead, let them back. There, it's never easy. No matter the opponent, it's just it's never easy. Well, speaking of blood pressure medicine, I'll bet your blood pressure went up when your young tight end tweaked his knee. <laughs> what do you think of that, Foster? Oh, go ahead. Well, no. Um, well, I mean, uh, Campbell did say he has an outside chance of playing. Um, that that was kind of a, that was a scary thing to watch for sure. Um, but it looks like he, he is going to be okay. Um, to what capacity he'll be able to play this week, I'm not really sure. But uh, we got a lot of weapons. Um, we, you know, we had a tight end that that jumped right in. That you know, you know, it was ser- you know, it's serviceable. And then the backup that was our third string guy, our backup Brock Wright is going to be back as well. So worst case scenario, um, Laporta is kind of a um, 
you know, emergency option if necessary. But we, we got a ton of weapons and we should be we should be good regardless. But that was that was spooky. I mean, he, he did score a touchdown before all that happened. And, you know, he's I think he's officially the number one tight end in the league right now based upon that touchdown and, you know, what he was able to accomplish. So that is a, a good thing. But. Yeah, that is when when we talked about going into this game and the fact that we really didn't have much to play for. We talked about, you know, getting there, getting to the playoffs in one piece. And um, we uh, actually had a few guys get nicked up. Uh, Khalif Raymond was got a little banged up in that game as well. So um, we'll be all right. Okay. quick question. I know you use the same crappy slip film turf that we do. Are you changing it out after this season like we are? Well, I don't I don't know if the turf was necessary, you know, I don't I don't know if that was just a you know, situation, you know, in-game situation, but I I'm, I'm not too uh I'm not privy to to what the equipment will be like at, at the end of the year, so I'm not really sure. Cool. Now, switching subjects just a little bit. Pay, you wanted to talk about Black Friday. Well, the lack thereof for me and your your team, Dave. Uh, <laughs> I didn't expect anybody to get fired, not after two two years in the business. Or two years, you know, fresh at headquarter head coach and GM. My GM and coach are two years into it, and I wanted—I expected, <laughs> I, I expected a delayed Christmas for for, for me, and I'm, I'm I'm thinking a good amount of Bear Nation was expecting the same. Um, Forty-eight hours into Black Friday, uh, the Bears made it made a made a move as of today. They let go Vic Mackey. I'm sorry, uh, Luke Getzey. They let go of the offensive coordinator for the for the Chicago Bears. They also let go of the wide receivers coach for the Chicago Bears. But in a surprising move, they retained the services of Coach Eberflus. So he will be going into his third season as the coach with a record of mm. uh, 10 and uh, I forget how many losses, uh, but it, it is a it's a confusing situation the Bears put themselves into. Um, so they have they have they have Eberflus going into his third season, but have all but have also had to let go four four of his coaches. I don't know if Ryan Pose is now taking over the 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 coach hiring or they're going to let Eberflus fill out his staff again. Either either way, it's not good for the for the for the future. Well, we have a question here real quick from Delton. He's wondering if Chicago is still feeling strong about their quarterback, i.e. Justin Fields. Who knows? (laughs) It would have been a great indication how they felt about their quarterback situation if they let go of everybody. If they had clean slate from the coaching staff's perspective, you would say, okay, you know what? We can probably assume that they're going to go quarterback with the number one pick. Retaining, retaining Eberflus, it kind of, it kind of is it's kind of like everything's still up in the air. You know? So now you you got Justin, who's going to have his third offensive coordinator in this going into his fourth season. 
You got Eberflus is going to have his second offensive coordinator, and uh, as I already said, a litany of other new coaches. Um, but you also still have this this uh, opportunity to have a new era as far as quarterback and you know a uh, new offensive system. However, case it's it's a lot of question marks. It's a lot of questions that the Bears started the offseason with, and. As of right now, I'm, I'm as a fan, as a broadcaster for this team, it's not looking very good. Well, there's Vikings fans in the chat, and one sees Chicago keeping fields, taking Marvin Harrison and Dallas Turner with their first two picks. Would that make you happy? Um, I'm not too. I'm not too familiar with Dallas Turner, but the number one, the number one selection for the Bears. Being a wide receiver, that would not make me happy. I know Marvin Harrison Jr. is a fantastic talent, but if you watch if you watch that Bears game, the the number one thing that I've been saying that the Bears need to do is they need to fix the they need to fix the passing system. They need to fix the pa- fix the passing game from the pocket on out. We do need an upgrade at receivers. Yes, <laughs> by all by all means, we do. However, the interior of our line is poo. We cannot expect our quarterback, whomever it may be, Justin Fields, Caleb Williams, Drake May, or Nathan Peterman. We can't expect them to be any type of good if they can't even step up into the pocket. We need to address address. All of that issues. We only have one player on the offensive line who is possibly good. We need to full sale fix all of that. So you're looking for round bellies. I love that. Um, <laughs> it's uh, hey, build from build from the trenches, and it will always equate to wins if you can find it. Now, quarterback's most important, but. Bill, if you got strong trenches on both sides, you're going to win in a lot of games. So, yeah, I agree. Agree. Are there any of the other ones? Now, so far we have Carolina looking for a head coach, Las Vegas looking for a head coach, Los Angeles Chargers looking for a head coach, Atlanta Falcons, Washington Commanders, Tennessee Titans, and somewhat surprisingly, at least to me, the Seattle Seahawks. Do you expect any more? Head coaches to lose their job between now and then. I.e., I'm thinking Bill Belichick. That's the that's the choice. I mean, that's that's the big one. I think that was the uh, far as anybody was looking for for Black Monday. Like, wow, will will possibly the greatest coach of all time get get shown the door? Uh, as as the time as the clock is ticking, it's looking less and less likely. But ugh, that's that's still the last shoe to drop. Well, and I don't think they were going to, you know, on Monday morning say, here's your pink slip, start walking. I think they're, because he is arguably the best quarter or head coach ever, they're going to try to work something that'll be, thank you for all your service, wonderful thing. And we're going to give you the key to Foxborough, blah, blah, blah. See you in your retirement. And the off he goes to coach someplace else. But that's the respectful thing to do. Mm hmm. And I, I do believe the Patriots, the Crafts, are a class act. Uh, their their fan base got a little over themselves with all those Super Bowl wins, but 
I still think the organization's a class act for the most part. Um, Boston's going to be Boston. Boston's going to be Boston. You got that right. Jude Foster, are any, <coughs> pardon me, are any of these head coach openings fascinating to you guys? No, not really. Um, there's, with, there's been talk about Ben Johnson taking the next available coaching job for the past two years. Uh, same for Aaron Glenn. I'm not too pressed about Aaron Glenn. I'm going to miss Ben Johnson. Uh, no, no shade to Aaron Glenn, but I'm, I'm pretty sure we can find a replacement for Aaron Glenn. Um, but Ben Johnson has done a, a great job, and we knew last year that there was going to be openings, and we thought he was gone last year. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, have, so. have you guys gotten approached for asking for permission to interview either of your coordinators? Not that I know of. I haven't heard anything. Foster, have you? I I think I've I've heard people talking about it. I haven't seen any official type stuff, but um yeah, I think that somebody said that Glenn and Johnson may have been doing some like video interviews, maybe, but obviously they're kind of tied up at the moment. So I don't know to what extent that's true. Okay. Interesting. Now, if you guys need a job. There are four GM positions open right now. Las Vegas, the Los Angeles Chargers, Carolina Panthers. I don't know who would want to work for Carolina in that order. And the yeah. Washington Commanders. Mm-hmm. So uh, just in case you're curious and you think you could do it, by all means, apply. <laughs> I'm going to keep that in mind. But... That's that's your Black Monday update from Who Will Be King, the NFC North Roundup. Now we're going to move on to our next topic. As soon as I play a little bit of music for the mid-show break. And we're back. I like that. It comes <laughs> with a procaster. Anyways, a little jazzy. Sounds good. But now we're going to move on to what's coming up this week. As Pay and I get to watch from the couch, we have Super Wild Card Weekend. And we're going to start with the first game. From our Green Bay Packers affiliate. Wait a minute. We don't have one. If you know anybody that wants to do podcasts in a professional manner about the Green Bay Packers, have them contact us. Have them contact Fans First Sports Network. We are looking for a Packers affiliate to join the crew of the NFC North so that we can talk some football. But since we don't have any, we'll all fill in and discuss what's going to happen this weekend. Both the NFC North games are on Sunday. First one will start at 4.30 in the afternoon. It is the Packers at the Cowboys. 
Who do you want to see win this one? I, yeah. <laughs> Is it I unanimous? Think I speak for the, the, the entire panel. I think we all in unison on this one. Uh, Are we? How about them Cowboys? <laughs> <laughs> how about them boys? Dalton thinks uh, Packers are going to beat the Cowboys. I don't think so, Dalton. Uh, Cowboys are they're going to choke, as we know in the playoffs, but it's usually closer to the 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 big thing. Maybe the Whoa. NFC Championship game or the next game before they choke this time. Hopefully, they demolish the Packers. Cowboys are favored by seven and a half points with an over-under of just 50.5 points if you're wagering on this as of right now. Yes, we hate the Cowboys, too. But in Minnesota, we hate the Cowboys. and But above all that, we hate the Packers. So this is the lesser of two evils, and that means the Cowboys should win. Do you guys see it working out that way? I I would prefer the Cowboys to win, but I kind of feel like the Packers have the momentum. Um, Obviously, the Cowboys beat the Commanders and beat us, uh, but... I don't know. I feel like the Packers are kind of clicking in all cylinders. I, I almost would rather see um I I'd rather see the the um the re, you know the rematch back in Dallas. It it kind of sets up for a a little, you know, a, a major storyline. So, I I don't know. I don't know. The way the Packers did us last time it's like, ah, do we really granted it would be at home. That so that now that is appealing. That is appealing. But so was Thanksgiving. But now, you know. <laughs> but that's Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's right. tradition all the time. <laughs> right. So, pay. What's your take on this game? I think Dallas is a far and away better team than Green Bay. Like it's not. <laughs> they're not in the same universe. Uh, Green Bay. Green Bay toyed around with their lightweight last week and barely beat them. I mean, I mean, if you look at the if you look at the uh, the uh, the final score, it was a they barely did it. But I don't Dallas for that for that for that matter. Dallas was kind of in the conversation for best team in the NFC for a good month and a half stretch. Green Bay again, youngest team in the league that's mm. that's going to show itself at some point as far as um uh, uh experience and everything and all that matters jordan love is probably an elder statesman elder statesman for that for that team him and jared alexander cowboys they're, they're for all their playoff miscues they're seasoned they under they know what the what the what what the stage feels like and they'll be playing at home. And they'll be playing a defense that is vulnerable. That offense is I expect that offense to cook. I got I got Dallas covering that seven and a half. <laughs> Sounds good. You got it all mapped out. <laughs> <laughs> Do you disagree, Jude? I don't have a uh um a horse in the race. Far as that, I don't care who wins. I do think Dallas will win, though. Okay, uh, 
just got notified by one of our viewers that uh, Nick Saban retired. Oh. Allegedly. 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 Yeah, but he's up there. He's in his 70s. Well, there was a tweet that went out, and mm. it was deleted. Okay. So um, hmm. it was a it was an ESPN tweet that he, but uh, it was deleted. So we don't. I, I'd, I'd wait a little while. Uh, Anthony Tollinson said Michigan broke Saban. <laughs> My brother said that too. That's that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> See well, what happens when you lose to the Big Ten. Yeah, <laughs> I got you. Cut it off. Well, I, I, I would tend to give some credit to Georgia, like a lot of credit to Georgia, because the past couple of years before this year, it was wasn't close. Well, is that because since Georgia got good, they're starting to steal some of those uh, recruits? They recruit in the same area, and yeah, uh, they did beat Georgia this year, though. They're selecting but, some of that talent. Mm-hmm. Now, I think on this game, Packers at Cowboys, pay your 100% correct. Packers are young. Very, very useful. Cowboys, you got McCarthy going up, up against his old team, right? There's always that little bit of revenge factor in there. I think this is going to be a Cowboys win, and I look forward to it. Anytime Green Bay loses, that brightens my do. day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that brings us to our next game. Probably the most important one of the night. It'll be on Sunday night. We have the Rams traveling to the Lions. Old quarterback versus new old quarterback. <laughs> June, let's start with you. It's your team. It's... There's a lot of lot of talk saying that you know it's it's a grudge match and people here love Matt Stafford like he didn't uh, there wasn't it wasn't a bitter breakup um, it wasn't uh, Stafford left um, they basically they offered Stafford money his last um, year and he, he turned it down he he requested a trade instead and they sent him to a great destination. So, uh, as far as this being a grudge map, we're going to stop the hype there. It's, it's a football game. We don't have any bad blood uh, against Stafford. However, I do think that the Lions take care of business. It's the first home playoff game in God knows how long. I don't think that these players will disappoint. Did they have TV back then? What's that? Did they have TV back then the last time you guys had a home playoff game? Black and white. It was black and white. (laughs) Of course they did. It was a little bit bit after a while that you guys, Minnesota hasn't been to the Super Bowl, but hey. Hey, uh, yeah. That's a long time. 1976. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about that the other day, and I was remembering, I was 13 back then. Because somebody mm-hmm. said they were four. And I was like, no, I was 13. I'm older than most. But, <clears throat> yes, it's been a while. And that's the goal. We always we have a, a saying amongst Vikings fan: win one before we die. And hopefully that happens. <laughs> Michigan did it. 
Michigan. Oh, yeah, but I think Michigan had won one before. It may have been way back. 97. Yeah. And they just beaten Ohio State, what, four years in a row now? That's got to be a great record. Three? Three. Not a record. We've we've done that before. They just had a very, very long streak recently. Like before that three, it was like nine or ten from them. So Damn. Foster, what's your opinion on this game? How are you going to face the Rams? Well, I think that the game is definitely going to come down to uh turnover differential. I, I think that we all know that at this point, the, the secondary is going to give up some yards. Uh, everybody's making, you know, uh, you know, making it a big deal about Cooper Cup and uh, and Puka Nakua. But we can't sleep on the fact that Kyron Williams is not a half bad running back and he is somewhat of a dual threat. So that that's somebody that we definitely need to key in on and pay attention to as well. Um, I, I think their turnover differential on the year is is um i think it's negative three so they um and ours is at zero but i I think that if we if we take if we uh, take care of the ball and 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 uh cause stafford to to turn the ball over some and and hopefully run the ball because i we struggled a little bit running the ball against the vikings golf was was good he had over 300 yards passing i expected him to bounce back after the um after the Cowboys game, and he did, um, and he took care of the ball, no interception. So um, we need another performance like that, and and we can't we can't look past the fact that everybody's talking about the return of Stafford, but this is also an opportunity for golf to show that you know you know I don't know if you made the wrong decision because they won a Super Bowl, but um, but yeah, you know this is a this is a point for golf to prove that right now you know I'm the superior quarterback and. You know he, he's he's trying to get he's trying to get paid, and if it's one if it's one way to get paid is to is to make things happen in the playoffs. So um, I'm hoping for another strong performance from him. And um, yeah, like they said, our our defense, the, the Rams secondary going into the year was the worst secondary in the entire in the entire league. They improved somewhat, but they still have some weaknesses there. And I think that that opens up a lot of, a lot of opportunities for our our guys to um to exploit them. So. Um, they they do have a solid defensive line and linebacking core. So you know, obviously, Aaron Donald is is one of the they say one of the best defenders ever. So you, you obviously obviously can't sleep on him, even though he's in the twilight of his, in his of his career. I don't think that he's where he was a few years ago. But um, yeah, I expect the, the Lions to to handle business. The crowd, I think, the crowd is going to be a major major factor. Like it is going to be unbelievably loud in there. And um, yeah, this is going to be this is going to be huge for the the city as a whole. Um, I, I think we I think we handle business. Hey, you very well may, and you mentioned Golf getting a contract. I forgot he's a free agent after this year, and that explains some speculation from some of our local radio in Minnesota talking about maybe Kirk Cousins might target it if we let him go or if not let him go. If we let him walk and not do an extension, you said targeting golf. You're saying, well, if if you guys release golf, that the Detroit Lions may go after Ben and pick up Cousins. If and we pick up Cousins, we had our going away press conference today with head coach uh, 
Kevin O'Connell and GM Quasio Dofamensa, and they mentioned they want Kirk Cousins back, but they want him back on terms they can agree to. Well, last season when they tried to get an extension with him, both sides didn't agree to the terms, and I don't think I don't see anything changing this year, even with his Achilles injury. I don't see it changing. I think Kirk's going to ask too much money, and we're going to let him walk, and we're sitting in a precarious position in the draft at 11 to go up and get one or sit and wait and hope one drops. So, interesting. Pay, what's your thoughts on the Rams at Lions Sunday night? It is going to be an interesting game. I, I I do like the subplot of jettison quarterback from L.A. returning, well, not returning, but defending himself against the quarterback that they chose over him. It's I, I, I enjoy that subplot, but from a game perspective, this is going to be a shootout. I like I like what the Dem- what Detroit Lions offer as far on offense versus the Rams defense. I think the Rams defense has been taking a step back from where they used to be with the last time they was in the playoffs. Obviously, got they won a Super Bowl last time. They obviously they're not that good anymore. But and on the flip side, I think the the Los Angeles Rams their offense offers a unique challenge um, to the Detroit. Detroit Lions, um, Aaron, as June talked about Aaron Glenn a few moments ago, that defense that defense has shown the ability to be had from time to time. Kyron Williams is a he is a rocket coming out of the backfield. It, it is going to be it's going to be very entertaining. I kind of I don't know which way I want to lean for this game as of yet. It's it's up in the air. I'm just waiting to be entertained to the highest level for 60 minutes. Um, but if I had to make a pick, I would lean more towards Detroit just because I think they're more consistent. Well, I'm going to take uh, Detroit as well. They are favored by three with over under 51 and a half. I think Detroit's been coming on in the last few games. The needle's trending up even with the, uh, what's happened in the last couple weeks or last weekend, especially with their rookie tight end. But I'm going to pick Detroit as well to win this one and advance to the next round and host their next game in uh, Ford Field. Now, that may scare you guys, June and Foster, but believe it or not, I have faith, at least for this week, Will we host the next game? You're the what? Number two or three seed? No. Three no. seed. Three. It would, it's it going to be, be the Cowboys. If, if the Cowboys. Be a cow- uh, all right. Well, never yeah. mind. <laughs> Sorry. I thought you were switching on the cow. I thought you were switching and, and making the, the Packers win. I was like, okay. Cool. <laughs> oh, no. And that would be the only way that you guys host it. No, no, no. Cowboys beat the Packers. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> I'll have to bleep that one out. The um pup to fat. Leave it. Uh, um, <laughs> now Jude and Foster, you can turn off your ears. This doesn't apply to you. Pay and I are already starting in the draft mode because we've been eliminated. 
as you see, I've got my Cubs. style Cubs hat on. It is baseball season. <laughs> hey, what up? What's the Chicago Bears draft position going into the 2024 draft right now? We have the number one pick and the number 10 pick in the first round. And subsequently after that, we have the uh, 10. And I think we also do have the another Carolina choice in the third round. I have to look that up. But as of matter right now, first our first two picks off the board will be twice in the, in the first 10. Gotcha. And we're right behind you at number 11. So Sorry, Dave. Hey, it happens. The draft is plentiful. Mm-hmm. I, I, I fully suspect the Vikings will be targeting for their quarterback of the future. There was the report that came out this week or last week where they tried to trade up, trade the entire farm including the pigs and the chickens and the cows to move up last season. They did not get it. Um, but that, and all that plays into Kirk cousins and everything else. So it's going to be an interesting run up as we come up on March 13th and the new league year and free agency and the scouting combine, and then the draft. So, with that, we're going to wrap this week up. Any last words, Pay? Where can the good fans watching find you? Well, the good fans. <laughs> and uh, thanks thanks all from um, Vikings Person School for jo- joining us live. But the good fans everywhere can catch the bear claw. Anywhere you get your audio feeds from, the whether that's Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, Amazon Music, we are all there on uh, audio on the audio form at the Bear Club Podcast. We are also available on YouTube, on TikTok, on Facebook, uh, Instagram, for all your visual effects and you know memes and all of those fan engagement things of that nature. So check us out. It's a good time if you like to if you like to laugh at division rival tears for uh, off season bungles. We're one stop shop. Check us out, especially against the Packers. Um, <laughs> Jude, where can they find bleachers to speakers? You can find bleachers and speakers on all those same platforms that pay described Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. You can catch us on the YouTube on Motor City Metrics. However, Ian Foster just started a new YouTube page. Please go there, subscribe to Bleachers to Speakers. You'll find it on the YouTube. Subscribe to that channel. You'll see it. We only have a few subscribers. We're trying to get those subscribers up. That channel will talk about all sports, um, along with uh, and many different things. Right now, we have player profile, uh, uh, featured player of the week. That's a segment that Foster does every week where he does his homework and he talks about uh, how this person has come into the league there's statistics and all that good stuff. It, it'll help you get familiar with a player. 
Um, so check that channel out, Foster. If I left anything out, you can go ahead. And, and, I was uh, going to ask Foster, what are those other sports? He said, what are the other sports? Yeah, the Bleacher to Speakers covers. We've got the Bleachers to Speakers. Everybody could see the logo in the bottom, right, mm-hmm. with the subwoofer, and it's in the Detroit Honolulu blue scheme. Right. But what are the other sports you guys cover? Oh, well, we cover we cover uh, the Pistons as well, and that's on our um, platform called Post Game Podcast. Uh, but other than that, that's it's just pretty much football and football and basketball. No, Red we'll Wings. use that channel later on to uh, do other things as far as uh, it's like we just started it. We brought in the new year with the new channel, so we're still working stuff out and getting material. But it'll be more no Red Wings. Well, look for a guy that likes hockey. You guys, you've, <laughs> you've got a good tradition over there with hockey. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This year, but right. oh, oh. we're we're and you we're got a little there. and you got a little bit of a baseball team, I think, too. Yeah, yeah. We we, we handle a little business on that, and we'll we'll, we'll see how the, the year goes. We finished in second place this this past year, so we'll see. Uh, I, I know Pay doesn't care for the White Sox anyway, so. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) Well, I'm Dave, and you can find me over at Vikings First and Skull, which you're watching this on. And if you're watching it, you've already found us. Uh, Vikings First and Skull YouTube. We're also on Vikings First and Skull on all your podcast aggregators. And you can find us on the written side over at Fans First Sports Network. Guess what? Minnesota Vikings or Vikings First and Skull. We're there. You can find all our written pieces, which link back to both our podcasts and our videos. Our podcasts, we have extra podcasts that are podcasts only. So if you're thinking you're getting everything just watching YouTube, nah, you're wrong. We got extra stuff that come in podcast form only, and you can always find them there or in your feed if you subscribe. And I highly uh, would like to encourage anybody that wants to keep up on the NFC North that you follow these fine gentlemen and their channels. They are quite entertaining. Pay also does multiple sports as well, and it's going to be fun. And I get a question from Chris Olson asking if myself and Tyler are going to be on today. Yes, we have our regular Wednesday show, The Real Forno, at uh, 6 p.m. Central. We are going to be talking about Tyler did some research into trading up in the draft since the Vikings are talking about it. And he's gone through about 20 years worth of trades and how they, what they've cost and what are their results. And the fact that there is something known as a quarterback tax. Everybody hates taxes, but I guess in the draft, they apply those as well. So we'll find out. Hey, the Bears are good at trading. They're sitting with the Panthers' number one pick this week. So it's uh, it's pretty, pretty good. Now, before we all go, what do we say, Pay? Bear down. <laughs> June, I know it's coming. <laughs> Everybody, thanks for watching, and Skull Vikings! Like, subscribe, and rate us on your favorite podcast aggregator. 
Thank you for listening to this NFC North group effort on the Fans First Sports Network. This has been a The Bear Claw Podcast. Bleachers to Speakers. Vikings First and Skull. And of course, the Fans First Sports Network production. Thank you for listening.